Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. What another beautiful day in the neighborhood. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Rain or shine, foul weather or good weather, difficulties or ease. None of that matters when it comes to an appropriate time to praise God. Through troubles or tribulations, in good times, in suffering, and in prosperity. In good health or bad health, you tell me, when is it not appropriate to praise God Almighty? You know, Isaiah stuffed in a log and sawn in half alive, praised God. Stephen, stoned to death, praised God. Paul, throughout all his sufferings and persecutions, praised God. We can look and see over and over and over that men and women of God found it appropriate to praise God no matter what their circumstance was. The circumstance did not dictate whether or not God deserved our praise, that God deserves our praise regardless of our circumstance. Now, We live in a Christianized society here in the United States and many parts of the world. And we will hear many, many people give thanks to God, which is a good thing. They will praise God, which is a good thing. But they do not praise God all the time. They do not not, uh, trust God or have faith in God at all times. When... Things are good, and they think that's what people want to hear. They may say, well, praise God. When things are bad, they want to curse God. Or their true faith is revealed that they don't even believe in God. What does it mean? What is this difference? You see, the one that has faith in God, the one who trusts God, the one who believes in God, belongs to God. There will come a day, said Jesus, when you stand before the throne of judgment, and your name will either be found in the Lamb's book of life or not in the Lamb's book of life, regardless of what your lips have said. Even people who have walked around teaching the word of God, prophesying, uh, doing all kinds of miracles in the name of the Lord, will stand before the Lord and he will say, I never knew you. Depart from me. What is the difference? You see, those who belong to the Lord are marked with a seal. (coughs) Excuse me. They are marked with a seal. That seal is the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of God that comes down to not only mark them, but dwell within them. All believers 
have the Spirit of God dwelling within them. Now, I know that there are some who believe that you need to be um, filled with the Holy Spirit, which is separate from the time that you are uh, receive your, your salvation in Christ. I would challenge that in the place that they, the passage of Scripture where they make their argument. Well, I should say in the past where they've made their argument with me is faulty. Uh, not that the Scripture is faulty, but the context in which they put it becomes faulty. Uh, it's out of context, and therefore their argument is faulty. In Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Peter says to the people, this is the, the first great evangelistic crusade, and Peter says to the people, repent and be baptized, each one of you, in the name of Jesus, the Messiah, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Paul writes to the church in Galatia, this is the only thing I want to find out from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing and with faith? Also in Galatians Paul writes, and because you are children, he's speaking about God, God has sent the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Paul writes to the church in Rome, you, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If, in fact, the spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. I want to, uh, there's a, all of, all believers, understand this, all believers have the Holy Spirit. It's what marks you and seals you as belonging to God. Now, understand this, there's a difference between walking in the power of the Holy Spirit or in the gifts of the Spirit the gifts are simply the manifestation of the power of the Holy Spirit within you. There's a difference between walking in the power of the Spirit and simply being marked with the Spirit or having the Spirit dwell within you. There are many, many, many believers in my experience who go to church, who love God, are, are, have the Holy Spirit in them, but simply live in their own flesh. It's as if they've uh, uh, quarantined the Holy Spirit. That's a popular word we use today. They've quarantined the Holy Spirit into uh, a small box within themselves where they know they do not walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. They do not allow the Holy Spirit of God to guide them in their day-to-day -day life. In, uh, in fact, even in their prayer life, in their, the reading of the gospel, because they have been taught for so long and in so many generations that God no longer does miracles, and yet almost every major denomination of Christianity was born out of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in the people. 
and the apostles were cornered by uh, uh, not uh, by neglecting the care of some of their their widows. And they realized that it was right that these widows did need care, but that their calling was to go and spread the gospel message. So they said, brothers and sisters, uh, found in Acts chapter 6, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the Spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the Word. We as believers have the Spirit of God within us. The Spirit of God is given to us at that moment of salvation. Salvation is uh, an outward expression of something that happens inwardly, and it's not a, 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 a solo thing that happens inwardly. No man is saved except whom God calls. Our role is to accept God's calling of salvation. God's role is to save us and fill us with his spirit so that we are marked as belonging to him. Beyond that, it is the role of the believer to walk, and this is what they meant when they were saying, brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the Spirit. It means that there is an outward an outward manifestation of the power of the Spirit of God in these men. It means they walk in the power of this Holy Spirit and don't just keep it in a box saying, I got my fire insurance, I'm I'm saved, it's time for me to go to church. Other people's job is to be called into ministry. Each one of us have a role to play in the kingdom of God, and we cannot fulfill that role without the power of the Holy Spirit operating within us. But Mickey, I don't know what my role is. Don't you worry about it. Some people get all worked up and want to know what their role is. Here's what I will tell you. You don't have to know what your, your role is or your purpose is in the kingdom of God. What you need to do is set your eyes on God and pursue him with all of your heart, your mind, and soul. Allow his Holy Spirit that is in you to operate and to guide you and you will run smack dab into your purpose. It cannot be avoided. It is the purpose given you by God, and when you allow the Spirit of God to guide you, you will run into that purpose. But Mickey, I want this, this, and this to happen in my life. I want these kind of miracles and those kind of miracles. That's fine. These miraculous things that happen in our lives are a manifestation of the power of the Holy Spirit. When you completely and totally surrender yourself to God, part of that surrender is allowing His Holy Spirit within you to guide you. And when it guides you, it will guide you into that place that kingdom purpose that God has for you.
So my question to you today is, on this Thursday, are you keeping the Holy Spirit quarantined in some little box within you, saying, I have my fire insurance, or are you walking in the power of the Holy Spirit? Think about it. Be blessed and be the blessing. Hallelujah.